0: You're listening to an Agile My Way podcast, promoting agile thinking so that everyone can develop their own agile practices, shape their behaviors, and achieve their goals. Welcome to the Agile My Way podcast. I'm your host, Flash D. We come to the final Supporting Agile Principle, and perhaps this one is placed last for a reason. Once we have put into practice the prior eleven principles, we need to ensure we're continuously improving on them. As someone once told me, it's not continuous improvement that we strive towards. It's relentless improvement. The twelfth principle clearly speaks to this behavior at regular intervals and with collaboration from other individuals, reflect on how to become more effective and adjust behavior accordingly. This last principle creates a circular behavior that not only welcomes change, but even makes certain that healthy change is introduced. After all, if you're not moving forward, you're going backwards because there isn't any standing still. So how do we reflect on our behavior in a collaborative manner? What does it look like to recommend improvements? Let's start out by breaking down this principle into its parts. Reflection on our behavior needs to be made at regular intervals. That's what coins the term continuous improvement. Having reoccurring sessions where the group reflects on their behavior is very important. It makes the reflective behavior a healthy habit. Normally, teams perform these reflective conversations at the end of a delivery period or after having interacted with the customer. The idea here is that based on observations and feedback from the customer, the team has a better understanding of what worked well and what was perceived as a shortcoming. The second part of the principle addresses the need to reflect in collaboration with other individuals. Obviously, the customer is an intended audience in this expression, but there are other people that should also be included. I like to think of reflection as a walk down memory lane. Starting at the beginning of the delivery period, for example, a sprint or a work week, trace your steps from the start to finish and make note of all the people with whom you interacted. These are the individuals you should collaborate with to reflect on your behavior. Let's take a local store manager as an example. At the end of the week, she looks through her notes based on customer feedback. Perhaps they are customer opinion cards or moments she observed at the cash register. The largest complaint that customers had was that they had ran out of holiday-related items. This is not a surprise to the store manager. She heard it throughout the week, but she decided to take a stroll down memory lane and reflect. They ran out of the items because the supplier was back-ordered and the shipments were delayed. She spoke directly to the wholesale representative, but it was too late in the season to get an order on such short notice. She even called the local vendor. They could have gotten it to the store in 48 hours, but the holiday was just a few days away and the customers had already decided to look for the product elsewhere. After having spoken to the wholesale's representative and the local vendor again, they both explained that other stores in the same situation implemented a customer early order program. The idea was that the customers could pre-order their holiday items and that the store would be sure to have them on hold the week before the holiday. Taking this idea The store manager experiments with the new program during the next holiday to see if there's a decrease in customer complaints about inventory. By having included the wholesale's representative and vendor in her reflection, the store manager had more options available to her for solving the customer's issues. Lastly, the twelfth principle indicates that focus must be made on being more effective and adjusting behavior. I honestly cannot tell you how many times I've seen this ignored by Agile groups. Their reflections become more of a vetting session and nothing ever comes of them. And then they wonder why Agile isn't working for them. I recommend the following steps for such teams. 1. Appoint a mediator for the reflective session. 2. Have the participants put their ideas in writing, like sticky notes or on the whiteboard. 3. Have the mediator group these comments by topic or category. 4. Have the group choose the top two topics they wish to address in the next working period. Five. Have the group come up with at least one potential action item to take on each of the two topics. And six, write out these potential actions and add them to the next working periods to-do list. The fact is that self-reflection and improvement is what separates success from failure. As we deliver more effectively and frequently on our goals, our sense of intrinsic rewards increases. But be warned, you cannot fool yourself. You will know if you're simply keeping status quo or challenging yourself to do your best. In our next episode, we'll start our free-form discussions around applying Agile in our lives. Until then, if you'd like to learn more about applying Agile in your life, or have topics you'd like discussed in this podcast, visit www.agilemyway.org.